Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 233 of The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. I'm excited for this episode. Me too, because it's about the day, not the day. That makes it sound like very dramatic, but the fall, Sarah quit everything. But not the podcast. I'm not quitting the podcast. not the podcast. She's just (laughs) quitting all the things for her kids. Yeah. (laughs) The podcast stays and they go. Uh, This is so funny because I will say, and not that I'm complaining, But you have been complaining a lot this fall about the extracurriculars and how much they're eating into your time, like like everything from the drive time and how it just like all these little pockets of time you lose when you have so much going on. Um, So we haven't really dug into it because usually this is not a problem for you. I feel like usually you're you're really good about like kind of setting boundaries around that stuff. And um, as a mom, I know how it can creep in and happen without you almost knowing. So I want to know, you know, we're going to dig into like what your kids are actually doing, what you've decided to let go of and how that all looks. Yeah, no, I'm really excited about this. And I came up with this episode a a week or so ago when, as we'll get into, we had way overscheduled fall. It really, like you said, it kind of had this general grumpiness, like it laid a layer of grumpiness over my afternoons. Um, And then I kind of realized that for a few different reasons, we were going to be able to either quit or hiatus or transition out of almost everything all at once. And I was like, oh my gosh, it just feels like a weight is lifting. So I thought it would be fun to talk about. And you're going to kind of interview me about how how did we get here? How did I get to this place where I, the one who, I mean, I've gone on this podcast and kind of railed against overscheduling and encouraged moms to resist the pressure to sign up for all the activities for your kids. And yet here I am this fall. So I'm, I'm excited and um, just excited to kind of share some observations I have about what this fall, what happened this fall when we got overscheduled, because it wasn't necessarily the things I thought that were hard. It, there were some other yeah. things that came up. It was interesting. Well, it happens to the best of us. And I can't wait to dig in on this and ask you a whole bunch of questions about the craziness that is your life, but the reprieve that is soon to come. Yes. And we will get to that after this break. So we hear from listeners all the time asking for advice about how to start a podcast. And the truth is, if we were starting a show now, there are so many things we do differently because podcasting has changed so much since we started the Mom Hour in 2015. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I mean, back in the day, neither of us had any idea what we were doing. And it seemed like every recording session, we kind of reinvented the wheel. We had all these different pieces of software that had to work together. It was a mess. Yeah, things have changed so much thanks to better technology. It's way more user-friendly now. Now, our sponsor, Messy.fm, is a great example of a service that's making podcasting accessible to anybody, even if you aren't techie or don't have an audio production background. Messy is a completely online platform that is literally an all-in-one podcasting solution. So not only can you record, edit, and publish your show all in one place, but the platform also offers a cool tool that you can use to create your cover art. And when you publish your show with Messy, it will be distributed to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify for free. That's amazing. That's a really hard part of getting started for those who don't know. Well, Messy.fm is a really incredible platform and there's so many ways you could use it. You could have a podcast as a hobby, a way to communicate with friends and family, like kind of the mommy blogs of the olden days. You could use it to further your career or even as a business of its own, like we're doing here at the Mom Hour. Yeah. And again, the basic level is free. So there's no reason not to give it a shot. And you can get started today. Just go to themomhour.com slash messy 
to create a free account. Again, that's themomhour.com slash messy. We can't believe that it's holiday shopping season already, but it is. Megan, you know, I'm the planner here, and I always like to focus the first part of the season on gifts for out-of-town relatives. It's really hard, though, to find something that ships easily and that I know will hit the mark. It is hard. There are so many choices these days, and it can be really overwhelming. So we're excited to partner with Skylight Frame this holiday season and to tell you about this incredibly meaningful gift idea for the loved ones on your list. Skylight Frame is a digital photo frame that you can update instantly by email from anywhere. It's super easy to set up in less than 60 seconds. You just plug in and use the touchscreen to connect to your wireless network and enjoy. Sending photos to Skylight is so easy. I was actually thinking about how nice it would be for my aunts who each live a few hours away to have such easy access to photos of my kids on display. And what a nice surprise it would be when they look at the frame one day and new pictures have just appeared. I know. I love this idea so much. The frame also looks great. It's a really classic style that works with any decor. It really blends right in with the other photo frames you might have, only with a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. Even better, if the person you gift it to isn't the most tech-savvy, it's okay because you can update the photos remotely by emailing them to the frame using a unique Skylight email address. Your loved one can watch the photos in a slideshow or even swipe through and kind of like them with a tap, which is what I know my grandma will be doing. I love that. Well, now as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code MOM. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter the code MOM. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code MOM. Okay, Sarah. So we are about to dig in. I don't know. Like, I feel like I have to get ready. Like, I feel like I'm going to have an onslaught of craziness that's going to make me feel stressed out. The good news is you've had a very (sighs) mellow fall, right? I have. My kids haven't done anything. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. We have nothing going on except just like life with, you know, teenagers, which is chaotic in and of itself. But um, so I want to know, I want a snapshot overscheduled. We throw that word out. And to some people that might mean like one thing in a week and to some people that might mean 10 things in a day. So for you, mm-hmm. you don't have a high tolerance for this kind of chaos at all. So I want to hear this schedule. I want to, I want to know exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I think that's important because I think as a mom, you're listening out there. It's okay if you have a higher tolerance for busyness. And I actually know a lot of moms who thrive on being out of the house with their kids a lot. And if that feels right to you, then it wouldn't be overscheduled, right? It's only overscheduled right. if it's if it feels overscheduled to you. So, and I do have a lower tolerance for that kind of chaos because I like to be home. I'm kind of a homebody. So I'm going to run down real quickly what the week looked like uh, just Monday through, there's a little bit on Saturday, but mostly Monday through Friday. So Mondays, my oldest has um, ASB, that's our student government. So she was elected at the beginning of the year as an officer and she stays after school Um, Until 3.45, almost 4, and that means I keep the other two there in the after-school program. Um, On Tuesdays, Reed has robotics club after school, also came up unplanned, um, again with the aftercare for the other two. So they're all staying at school a good hour and a half later than normal on both Mondays and Tuesdays. And then later on Tuesdays, the big kids have their taekwondo back-to-back. 5.45 and 6.30, um, and we end up going back and forth. It's very, very close to the house, so we can kind of bop back and forth, but it still takes us up to 7.15. On Wednesday, Violet has hip-hop at 3.30, and Reed has taekwondo at 3.30. They're in the same complex, but a 3.30 start means we come home very quickly and turn around, um, and that's its own kind of deal. And then Allegra stays for a later taekwondo. That was Wednesdays. Thursday, Allegra has been doing physical therapy because she has scoliosis. It turns out it's, it's mild enough that we won't need 
to uh, do a brace or a surgery or anything like that. But it was, it was kind of in a gray area for a while. And so they recommended pretty intensive physical therapy. And we had been going to that every Thursday right after school for a full hour, which means, again, we're not coming home till 4.30. And uh, just let me interrupt mm-hmm. you really yeah. quick. What are the other two doing during that time? They're with me. Good question. Okay. They're with okay. me. It's a, it's a kid. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thank you for that. It is um, a pretty kid-friendly. It's at this orthotics office. Uh, actually, it's really cool. It's where they make um, like baby cranial helmets and anything mm, where they mm-hmm. actually um, make those devices. And it is a very kid-friendly waiting room. They often put on Netflix for them and things like that. But, but it's not like you can just drop her off and go to nope. the coffee shop. Nope. Mm-mm. No, they're okay. with me and it's a full hour, meaning like the driving there. And then she is in for a full hour of physical therapy, which is a long time. Um, and then f- Friday, um, all three kids have piano right after school from three to four, kind of back to back trading off with the teachers. And then Reed has a Friday night, lovely Friday night Taekwondo class, <laughs> 615 to 715 on idea. Friday nights. <laughs> and then he has one more Taekwondo on Saturday. And we're going to get into especially the Taekwondo, why it, it accelerated like this. There are some reasons. So if you notice, there is not one day on that list. If you're looking at our outline where it says, all the powers kids come home after school and do nothing. And Sarah makes dinner, not a single it's day. Literally <laughs> every day, except for Sunday, you have something going on. Yeah. Um, two things occurred to me while you were reading this off is that one, I think there have been times in my life where my schedule was this crazy too, but I didn't, I think our personalities are different enough that I probably never stopped to think about how crazy it was. <laughs> had I actually taken the step to write it all down, I would have immediately felt 10 times as stressed. So yeah, just, just a funny little side. And then another thing is I think with stuff like this, kids ages and like proximity to the school makes so much difference. So I'm looking at this and saying, this is such an un-Sarah Powers schedule. (laughs) I'm going to assume you didn't think to yourself, like in July, while you were, you know, planning or June in the fall, you weren't thinking to yourself, gosh, I'm going to have something going on every day of the week. So like, what happened? Yeah, what happened? How did we get here? <laughs> Very good question. I'm so glad you asked. I have been asking myself this question. Um, so a couple things. The Taekwondo, Reed is testing for his black belt. As we record this, it's in a couple of days. As this airs, it will have already happened. And um, first of all, I cannot say enough good things about martial arts in general and our studio in specifically. It's, it's really well run. It's organized. It's really great. So this is not any kind of a railing against Taekwondo, but in the months before a black belt exam, which is, you know, the culmination of three years of work, there's some extra classes. So the Friday night 615 class is it's a finite amount of time. It's about four months. Um, and the Saturday class is also kind of a prep class. So I knew that things were going to ramp up for him with a couple of extra classes. Also, he and Allegra at certain times in Taekwondo have been in the same class together, mm-hmm. which is great. And they'll go, they'll be in the same class for like a year. And then because she leveled up to black, they were separate for a while. They are also going to become the same again. I knew that the Taekwondo piece was going to be a finite amount of time and that it would get crazy and that it would get better. Um, I think one of the big things that happened unplanned this fall was these after school clubs. And I, this just took me by surprise because my kids are getting older and after school clubs haven't really been a thing. Um, Allegra, like I said, got elected to the student council. She was really proud of that. She worked really hard. It's really good for her. It's free. Like there's a whole bunch of reasons why. I really wanted to support that. And then same thing, Reed got um, invited to join the robotics club, which is right up his alley. I mean, he was so beyond excited. So those two things were totally unplanned. And those really killed our Monday was going to be our one day. 
Um, and then finally, the physical therapy. Um, I mentioned the scoliosis, and this was, again, not going to be forever, but we felt like it was important um, between x-rays to make sure that she was getting this posture work and um, all of that. And I knew it wasn't going to be forever. And then I think, really, if I if I look back and think, why did I do this to myself? I also decided this year that it was kind of time for Violet to do something. She really like Violet's extracurricular preference would be to like sit next to me and talk to me for hours on end. Like she mm. is not real motivated to be separated from me. I think about you and Clara a lot. Cause I remember you talking about Clara just being your buddy. And mm-hmm. in the first couple of years of school, having a hard time separating from you, it's not that she couldn't separate from you. It's just she would rather not. And that's how Violet yeah. is. Um, but Violet also really benefits from physical movement and activity and being busy. So I, I did. I signed her up for hip hop in a fall that I knew was going to be crazy because I feel like it's kind of, while I don't feel like I need to send her down this like, let's get super serious about any one thing. I did think she would benefit from having a thing instead of always being the kid in the waiting room. So all of yeah. those things separately kind of make sense. But the confluence is how we got here. Well, let's talk about the thing with Violet really quick, because I think that uh, I sometimes have uh, underestimated the mental drain that a little buddy who talks a lot (laughs) can have. And I tend to like in the summer, not notice it as much because it's all day long. And I guess it just becomes part of my reality. And I learn how to hide and stuff like that if I have to. (laughs) But during the school year, when Clara doesn't have an outlet, if she doesn't have a friend to come over or something like that after school, it's like you start to notice the constant noise, the constant talking, Clara talking. We've talked about this, yes. talking to herself, mm-hmm. talking just to make noise. And it can be super like nails on a chalkboard after a while. Mm-hmm. You have that with Violet. So some yeah. of it's for her. And, and frankly, some of it's probably for you. Yeah. And I think she it's I, like I compare it to a puppy a lot of the times. Like they mm-hmm. need something, an outlet, something to do. And I know it sounds weird because she's been at school all day. But that's why I was thinking the physicality of hip hop. Yeah. She loves music. And I thought hip hop would kind of be a release. It was so cute. She told me after one of her first classes, they do, they jog around the room, like to warm up at the beginning. And she said, mommy, when I run, I can't help it. There's a smile on my face. And I said, you know, that's like a real, there's science behind that. Like when you, and I just think she's going to grow up to be a kid who needs that physical release. So I had my reasons and yes, a break for me and something, something to channel that energy, especially because the other kids, because she ends up driving around or waiting around for the other kids. So Anyway, there's maybe I would have done that a little differently, but that's well, how I got in here. School, in school, they're technically being, uh, I guess they're technically being challenged and stimulated all day, but it's not like they get to run around or talk. Yes. It's so, not yeah. that like blasting hip hop music <laughs> release, exactly. which is so her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you did it. You had your reasons <laughs> and here we are, here we right? Are. And now you realize not just the schedule part of it, the having to be here and there and all that stuff, but like the other effects and all the trickle down and the creep. And I'm just really curious yeah. about what you've noticed about how this schedule has affected your family life for, for better and for worse. Yeah, no, I, um, it was fun thinking about this as we were putting this together and I'm, I'm looking ahead, very curious if I'll notice these changes on the flip side when we quit, when I quit everything, everything. Um, so one thing to, to notice is that my kids did really well with actually just showing up and going to their various activities. I got very little pushback, even the not fun stuff like physical therapy or whatever. Nobody said, oh, mom, I don't want to do that today. They go, the big kids are really responsible. They get on their gear. 
They grab their bags, they get the right equipment, and they don't complain about going. And that was actually a little surprising to me. Um, so I think maybe that's their ages. Like I'm not, I'm not putting three, four, and five year olds in these activities. Right. They're old enough that these are really things that they want to do. So that's kind of interesting. Um, a couple of things I have noticed. It really has affected the way we eat and the way I spend money in ways that I have not been so thrilled about. Um, I think I mentioned this when we were talking about what's on our tables this fall and my Starbucks habit and our, our late afternoon snacking habit. I think a real trickle down has been uh, the after school snacks because we're often in the car and on the way somewhere and we have just enough time for a drive through or we don't get a snack and then we come home. Um, the after school program doesn't, they provide snacks, but the kids really don't like them. So then they're famished at 4.30 and we're usually more of like a six o'clock dinner family. So that's weird with dinner, but yet I also don't want to deny them like good, good protein and stuff because they're hungry. They've been at school till right. four o'clock. Um, and then just, I feel like spending more time in the car. I don't actually mind the driving. The driving is low down on my list of annoyances, but it does. Um, there's more mess in my car. I find I spend more money because I'm like at a convenience store. Or I'm stopping here. So that's been interesting. Like the money spent on food and the junkiness of food has been, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Like this is a first world problem, but it's not been the way I would normally like it, it, the things that used to be treats have become more the rule and that's not fun. So that's one. Have you noticed that your car is more of a mess than yeah. usual? <laughs> yes. Because of all those on the go? It is. Although snacks. I keep a pretty messy car. I like I, I wish I could blame <laughs> this, but my car is really not not the highlight of my organization. Um, yes, the car, we call it the Friday car because by Friday afternoons, it's like the accumulation of everything and it is a disaster. So what else? Okay. So your kids are, so there's certain days of the week that only one of your children has an activity and the other two are in like an after school program. So yeah. does that feel like a bonus hour for you or not so much? Okay. So this is, it's a little newer cause it didn't really kick in till maybe a month into the school year. And at first I was excited about the bonus hour. Um, our after school program is pretty good. It's pretty well run. It's right on campus. And I thought, Oh, I get an extra hour of work. Um, but turns out Violet hates it. <laughs> she hates oh, the after boy, school yep. program. It's been really hot here the last few weeks and that's the hottest time of day. And they, they spend time outside. Our school is, yeah. you know, we're a California school. So the classrooms open to the outdoors and they're not outside the whole time, but a lot of it. So I was hearing a lot of pushback and she just was coming home really grumpy. It was like the beginning of kindergarten again, you know, where you're picking them up and they're mm -hmm. grumpy and tired. So that definitely had a trickle down. Um, it almost reminded me of like when you have a toddler and you're waiting with them in the, you know, in the dance studio waiting room and you have to keep them busy. It's like now this is the first grade version of that. She's still being strung along for the older kids activities only now. It just means she has to stay longer at school. So that's been that's been kind of hard. Um, another thing is it's been just really hard to find an after school window for anything else we have to do. So like I was trying to just get flu shots or like make a dentist appointment and there's there's no time to do it. And that just has kind of had a trickle effect of like, then you got to move things around and the whole system gets off. Um, I find that I have let them off the hook a lot at home with small chores. Um, we've done episodes before where I've kind of talked about how my kids are really great about bringing their stuff in after school, unpacking their lunches, putting their backpacks away. And I, I just find I, I, I say I feel sorry for them or I'm trying to move things along more quickly, but I feel like that's just a, another trickle down. I wouldn't have expected that, but it feels like they are not keeping up with home stuff because we're just not home as much. And yeah. same thing, like piano was once a really fun thing that I really 
felt good about giving them that experience of piano lessons. And I, I never forced them to practice, but I'd find that they'd wander over and voluntarily sit down and play and they don't do it because we're mm. never here. And so then piano lessons have been kind of a bummer because we just, they're not playing at all. And then they feel bad about it. So yeah, it, it really is interesting how it's kind of seeped out into these other areas of our home life. Well, it is because it's never just about that, the time that the activity is happening, right? It, right. It's always about the time on either side. It's about starting dinner half an hour later or not having time for shopping or whatever it yeah. is. Like there's, there's all these like compounding factors that end up becoming like the sum of the week is more than the parts, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, exactly. What, so one question I have for you, you being a rule follower in Enneagram One, do you have a hard time, like say you got to a Tuesday and it ha- you have whatever going on on Tuesday and you said, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today. The kids aren't going. Can you mentally do that? Does that feel like, and if you did that, would it feel like a break or would you then feel anxiety over not following through? Yeah, that's a really good question. I have been able to do that actually. I think it speaks more to my tenure in motherhood. I think, you know, six or eight years ago, that would have been harder for me. Um, but we did it once with hip hop. Um, Violet just said, I, I don't want to go today. And I was like, all right, <laughs> we're not going. Right. I said, let's try and have that be the only time this month, you know? And then, right. um, you know, if like reads, reads black belt is a whole different thing. Like he's got obligations. You're only allowed to miss so many of them. So it would depend on what the thing was. Um, but the physical therapy is another example of I'm starting. It's a very voluntary thing. Like I'm doing mm. it because it's been recommended, but it's not, it's a little bit of a gray area. And so I'm, that's on the list of things we're almost for sure quitting. And there have been times where like, I'm like, no, you know, my mother-in-law's in in town. We're not going to take you to physical therapy that day. I'll, I'll cancel. And that doesn't affect anybody. I do. I still have a a problem canceling or, or quitting or not showing up if I think it's going to affect somebody, but that's different. So yeah, I have been able to do that a few times. And I think the sheer volume of what we're doing has just it's made it a necessity to just bail sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear you can do that. Cause for me, mental health days um, are like something I practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. With like intent intentionally, I, I do it as like a surprise to myself, but I get, uh-huh. I let myself off the hook. And then another it does thing, feel good. Yeah. And then it does feel good. Yeah. Another thing I'm noticing looking at your schedule is that except for Taekwondo and even with Taekwondo, Taekwondo is very um, intensive in that there's several times a week that one kid is doing the same thing over yeah. and over but it doesn't seem like there's surprises. Right. Like baseball, for example. I remember that <laughs> oh, would drive me crazy oh because you could have a game like literally anytime and you wouldn't know maybe till like the week or two weeks before. And the, the weather. schedule was always moving. The weather, the, um, the practice time sometimes would change. So I feel like at least what you've got here is predictability, if nothing else. Yes. No, that's a that's a really good point. And um, I'm sure that, that I intentionally set it up that way. The other thing I'll say for the Taekwondo is it's close to the house, very close. It's less than a five minute drive. And um, the kids can be dropped off without me needing to get out of the car. So it's like a drive by drop off. Yeah. And the classes are 45 minutes long, even at the high levels. So they're they're relatively short. And that's probably why we've been able to cram so many in. Um, and you know, when you talk, you mentioned baseball and sports and we're really, we haven't been a team sports family. So our weekends are relatively clear and have been all fall. And that has definitely been a saving grace because sports days can be, I mean, I know families with three or four kids in AYSO and they are at a soccer field for 10 hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like you've got pretty much from, from noon on yeah, noon Saturday on through the weekend to yourselves, which is nice. Makes, I'm sure it makes it feel a lot more manageable. Yeah. But then maybe almost like the grumpy factor on Monday is more um, pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. Because you go from like a true weekend to like, okay, gearing up. Yep. Yeah. Here we go. Yep. 
Well, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're, we've talked about kind of like how things are now, um, how you got to this point. And then we're going to talk about the way things will be let's, very let's, soon. Let's light it all on fire. We're going to light it on fire and blow it all up. <laughs> because, and this is the kind of thing I love to talk about. So we'll be right back. Okay. So we know that when you're a mom, just getting to the store can be difficult. And then when you have to like remember to schedule an appointment to refill your birth control every few months and go to the pharmacy, it can be really hard. And Pill Club is a genius solution. Yes, I agree. This could be life changing. So our sponsor Pill Club is a birth control subscription that's delivered straight to your door, meaning you'll never have to schedule an appointment or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. What a lifesaver for busy moms who need birth control, but are maxed out and can't fit one more thing into the schedule. Whether you need to renew your birth control prescription, switch your birth control, or even try it for the first time, Pill Club is the place to start. Most prescriptions are free with insurance or Medicaid, and it can be as low as $3.99 per month without. Shipping is always free and discreet, and Pill Club schedules deliveries, so you always have your next dose on hand before you need it, which is major. So right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash mom hour, you're going to find out more about this way to get birth control and you'll get a special care package with every delivery. That's thepillclub.com slash mom hour to get your first birth control package. Remember thepillclub.com slash mom hour. So Sarah, we've been pregnant a few times each, right? Yeah. And I think we figured out that between the two of us, we've breastfed for like a combined total of 13 years or more. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And we know how hard it can be to find soft, comfortable, and functional clothes to wear while pregnant and nursing. So we're excited to introduce our new sponsor, Kindred Bravely. The company was created by a mom named Deanne, who is on a mission to build a community of moms who support and celebrate each other, hence the name Kindred Bravely. We had a chance to get our hands on some of their pieces. And let me tell you, these go way beyond your typical maternity PJs or nursing bras. So no surprise that Deanne's designs have been recognized by Parent Tested, Parent Approved, the Cribsy Awards, and the Mom's Choice Awards. Yeah, I was really impressed by the quality and the construction and the softness of the materials in all the pieces we got to try out. There's the Marvella nursing bra, which is kind of like a cross between a comfy sleep bra and an everyday t-shirt bra. So, you know, basically those days where you don't ever change your clothes, there you go. <laughs> it also transitions from a traditional back to a racer back, which I realized is my favorite feature actually in all bras. We also got to check out the Sublime Sports Bra and the Jane Maternity and Nursing Thermal Pajamas, both so well-made, so soft, and easy access for breastfeeding. And then finally, even though I'm no longer postpartum, I snagged the Emmeline Maternity and Nursing Robe, which is a super soft robe with pockets and three-quarter length sleeves. I cannot deal with bathrobe sleeves that fall into the sink when I'm doing dishes, <laughs> so I love those. There are actually two belt positions on that bathrobe, Empire Waste for Maternity and Traditional for Postpartum, and I think this would make a great gift or like a hospital bag edition. That is so smart. I love little details like that that take into account like the changes your body is going through now and then will continue to go through later. Yes. So we have a great deal for you. You're going to save 20% on your purchase at kindredbravely.com. Just use the promo code THEMOMHOUR at checkout and you'll save 20% on their great selection of nursing bras, pajamas, robes, maternity wear, and more. Just be aware that some exclusions apply. Certain bras aren't included in this discount and you can't use it on gift cards. Again, use the promo code THEMOMHOUR to save 20% off your purchase at kindredbravely.com. Okay, Sarah, so you told us about your crazy pants fall and it's been like this for how long now? Um, since mid-August for a lot of it. And the yeah. only exception is those after-school clubs really got going probably a month later, mid to late September, probably. Okay. So like two months. Yeah. Give or take a little bit. Okay. So you've been in this slog. I'm mm -hmm. going to call it a happy slog. Let's call it that. That makes sure. it, you know, it kind of balances it out. And here you are. Here I am. Now, if you could go back and do anything differently, either while you were deciding which things to add to the schedule or even maybe in the beginning days, like what would it be? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, you on the podcast before have talked about these seasons being kind of like a sprint. I have a distinct memory of you having a really busy fall of sports. And this is probably three years ago or something. Yeah, our falls when the boys were playing um, baseball and and then I had one running Yeah, and football and then someone was running cross country. I don't even remember which kid it was now. It was kind of crazy there a couple of years in a row. And yeah. I feel like you're better than I am at just acknowledging or when you do a play, for example, that's another good example yeah. of the, the things that um, come into your life tend to be sprints. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am it's not that I can't do a sprint mentality. It's just not the, the way because I am so routine oriented that it feels to my sensibilities like this is always the way it will be. So I think if I have done everything, anything differently, I just would have looked at this and really acknowledged that this is a sprint and probably made, made some allowances. I I probably wouldn't have signed Violet up for hip hop or maybe even piano right away because I I would have thought I can literally sign her up in November. It's only two months away and everything will be different then. But you get that new back to school year kind of energy. And I get really eager to have all the, all the blocks. I'm like making hand motions right now, like your block scheduling, have everything (laughs) the way it's going to be. So I think I would have done that differently um, and and kind of acknowledge that this is going to be a sprint. So what needs to be what needs to go? Um, And then I think the after school clubs thing, that's just a classic. Like when you go into a new phase of parenting and you're not prepared, like I think with middle school and high school coming up that being more involved at school and having commitments outside of the regular school day will just be more normal, but it had never come up. So to me, planning our, our activity schedule and then having two different days of after school clubs was like, it just took me by surprise. I'm not sure I could have done anything different, but now I know. So next time, yeah. next time I'm prepared that those are an option or a, a thing that happens. I don't know. Have your kids been club kids? Um, yeah, a lot of my kids are club kids. The funny thing is because I live within a five minute drive of any school Mm -hmm. of their schools, I often forget they have clubs and then it'll be like, why is my kid not home? (laughs) And then I have to go look at the schedule. I'm like, oh, right. And then they either walk home just a little bit later or I go get them and it's just not a big deal. I think the whole, like the whole, um, kids having their own phones, kids being close enough and independent enough to kind of me not panic if they don't get home on time makes a huge difference. I still have to do the driving and it still does cut into like what I am able to schedule during that time, but I can kind of mentally let it go. I don't have to think about it. And they manage their own schedules to even Clara to a large degree. So it's not really like those clubs are sort of like an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. That Um, makes sense. And I'm sure we'll get there too. I think it's, it's the, the trail, the little caboose being dragged along and, and this whole dynamic of all three of them are at the same place. Only two want to stay longer. Yada, yada. Well, and where they, where you'll, it'll get you with the teenagers is that sometimes things are literally happening in real time. Like I'll get a text from Will halfway through the day and he usually either walks home or gets a ride after school. I drive him in the morning cause it's dark and the school's about a mile away, but after school, I'm like, you can get yourself mm-hmm. home somehow. You're 16 years old. Um, you just turned 16. I got to say 16 Yay. years old for the first time. So he does that. Um, but there are times he'll text me cause it's raining and it's like, Hey, uh, I have to retake a test or something is going on after school. There's some made up club. Sometimes it's not even yeah. a real club, but like he and his buddies are, have decided to have a film club. Okay. I guess they got a sponsor. I don't know. So now they're going to be at the school and he's looking for a ride. So there's a lot of like, and I deal really well with that stuff yeah. because no one of those, like I just let, they're like water off a duck's back. Yeah. It's like, unless I'm in a really grumpy mood, usually I just take them as they come and then forget about them. But it, there is that time when you've also got a whole bunch of scheduled stuff. Like mm-hmm. it all happens at once. And so like your comment about seeing things as a sprint, it feels different when you know 
certain things just have to be that way and you just deal Mm -hmm. as opposed to some of the stuff you voluntarily put on yourself (laughs) Uh or that feel like irritants. Like to me, the way I feel about those things are like completely different. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And with after school clubs, you can also find out if, um, if any of their friends are doing them. I know. Yeah. We've, we've really struck out with carpooling this year and, and that's a, that's a whole different topic. Um, but it, yeah, it makes a big difference. We're, we're not ride sharing with anyone right now for anything and it makes it hard. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the whole, like, um, wanting the schedule to be the way it's going to be forever. I was just making like kind of tweaking my time block because I'm obsessed with it and deciding where some yoga classes I really want to take are going to fit. And realized that in about oh, six weeks, I'm currently taking Jacob to a class, a college class is about half an hour away, one day a week. And I just hang out on campus and work and blah, blah, blah. And it's no big deal. I get a lot of good work done in mm-hmm. other environments, especially when I'm forced to not like play around on Boxer or, yeah. you know, like I'm not, I'm, it's like going to the coffee shop. Yeah. You're not in your own home. You have to work. There's nothing else to do. Um, but it meant like every time I would look at Tuesday, I'd be like, oh, but there's this other thing I want to do. And oh, there's this other thing I want to do. And I would get all irritated until I go, this is like six more weeks. Like this is literally six Tuesdays and then I can change it. It's going to change. And sometimes we get so stuck in like wanting the thing to be the way it's going to be forever. And that's like literally never going to be that way. Never. It's I'm thinking of like our, our new mom listeners. It's like, it's like toddler naps, you know, like you get everybody on the right. It's two naps or it's one nap. And then like, it just, you build the rest of your life around that. And then it, it will change. But then that new change also opens up like different things. You can do things in the morning because they don't nap in the morning anymore. But right. yes, we do. It's funny how we cling all of us to what does my week look like and how do my priorities fit into that? And then, yeah, totally. It's almost like we should put on our schedule, like quarterly sprint, like meetings with ourselves, yeah. like a little self summit where you can just like review everything and say, how's that working? Yeah. Is it working? What can change? What has to change? What's going to change whether I want it to or not, you know? And like, just like check in. Cause that really is like, things kind of tend to go in a rhythm of about, I think three months at a time for me anyway. Yep, I'm sure toddler naps are a bit different, but even, I don't know, even when my kids were little, like the way they ate would change like every three to four months. So yeah, always moving into a different stage and it's just, it's mental work really of being okay with that. Okay. So You've beaten yourself up thoroughly about all the things you did wrong. Just kidding. You were very, very gentle with yourself. You could have done things differently, but you didn't know what you didn't know, right? So now what's going to happen? Because things are about to come crashing up. Crashing up, like blowing up in the best (laughs) possible way. Right, exactly. It's funny. So I would say for the last three or four weeks, even the kids are in on this conversation of like, something's got to give. Like this is... This is crazy. And it's almost become kind of, we just kind of laugh about it. Um, so a few things that will naturally change. So um, again, as we record this, Reed is a couple of days away from his big exam. It's a Friday night written test and a Saturday multi-hour um, black belt exam. It's a really big deal. Um, once he does that and is a black belt and they really, they all pass. They don't, they have a lot of benchmarks leading up to the exam where they will weed out kids who aren't serious enough, but if they make it to the exam, they all pass. So there's no risk of him really not passing. He had to write an essay. It's like a big deal. Wow. Anyway, okay. yeah, it's cute. So as of next week, which is the week this is actually dropping, we will go from six separate Taekwondo lessons to two because Reed will only be required to go twice a week and they'll be in the same class. So it'll be Wednesday, Thursday only, 45 minutes. They're in the same class. So that by itself is going to be amazing. Um, piano has been a hard one for me. What I decide, it's, it's hard because it's been this thing where 
I have wanted to give my kids a baseline in, in music theory and piano. And so thus far, it hasn't been a choice. Like I've been basically forcing them to take lessons, but they've been willing also, like they've been into it. Um, and it's just been a bummer this fall. We haven't been practicing. Our studio changed ownership and that feels a little bit different. One of my kids is not crazy about their teacher. The other two are fine. Um, so what I decided to do was do a November, December hiatus because our Friday afternoons are our lessons anyway. And with all the holidays and, and three-day weekends and weird stuff during the holidays, I thought this is a, this is going to be a disaster. So um, I felt like that was a good middle ground and the kids are very happy to get a break from piano. And I just have said, guys, let's revisit this as we go into January. And if, you know, it, I don't know, I don't know if we'll go back, but I would like, especially Violet just started and um, yeah, so we'll see. But for now, for November and December, we're also quitting piano. I've already given notice. It's done like this Friday of this week that this airs, we will not have piano. Wow. Um, okay. So that's that. Um, Okay. I'm going to go physical therapy next. I am as oh, of, we're only on, we're only on the second thing, huh? Yeah. But I told you I'm quitting everything. Like it's right, all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're going to quit the physical therapy as well. Again, it's this weird, like it comes back to me and like following recommendations, right? Like doctor's right. orders kind of thing. Um, and I really like the physical therapist and it's been really good. Um, but I, we haven't had an orthopedic appointment in a while to where they'd say like, yes, you don't have to do this anymore. So instead of a doctor's declaring it th that it's me, which is a little harder because I think, well, what if we get to our next x-ray and things aren't looking as good as they were, blah, blah, blah. It's a whole thing. I think we're, we're really pretty much in the clear with the scoliosis remaining mild. And so it's going to take a text or an email from me to the physical therapist to say, um, we're done. And I haven't done it yet, but maybe by the time this drops, I will have. Because that's another. That one is just, it feels a little superfluous at this point. Right. When mm -hmm. we signed up, it felt important and it, it's just feeling less so. Um, and then dance. Violet says she wants to quit and I am on the fence about this for the reasons we discussed. I think it's actually good for her. And I think she might be okay with it if the rest of the schedule loosens up a little right. bit. So mm -hmm. that's kind of TBD. Um, Reed's robotics club, the, the thing he got invited to do, there's some robotics competition on December 2nd, and then that will end. So one of those two after school stay later will also end December 2nd. So we're looking at like 80% of this stuff in the month of November is completely going away. And by the beginning of December, it's almost all gone. Just pretty crazy. I mean, by the time you got to piano, I was already like feeling relieved for you. And then you <laughs> still had like three more things. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are you going to do? Like, okay. I keep thinking of, um, I never had an epidural, but I've talked to like childbirth educators and moms who have s talked about the feeling of getting an epidural. So you've been in labor and your body has been producing all this crazy amount of dopamine okay. to try to like, to like, to deal with the pain. Okay. Right. Then you have your epidural and all the pain goes away, but you still have all the dopamine. Okay. So you basically are high. <laughs> I didn't know. So I am making a very clumsy analogy uh -huh. yeah. to what it's going to feel like to for suddenly going from like this level of insanity to nothing. Like yes. it's going to be very different. Yeah. So I'm really excited about the fact that it's November and December because of the holidays and just the natural. It's going to get dark early after the mm -hmm. time change, which I think it will have happened by the time this drops. Um, that just feels to me like I want to be inside my house more. I want to spend yep. a little more time cooking dinner. 
Um, so I am just looking forward to being home. Not surprisingly. Um, we also have a great neighborhood and, and kids run around and play. And it's, it's been like so sad this fall to drive the minivan down my street with kids of mm. all ages out there doing chalk drawing, riding bikes. And my kids are in there like we're off to Taekwondo or whatever. Right. So, um, we don't, we don't play constantly outside with neighbors. And actually that's kind of a good thing too. Cause I think it can be its own, that could be its own challenge. If your kids are always outside with neighbors, you can never get them into be at home. But I'm looking forward to, you know, on Friday afternoons, we have a glass of wine in the driveway, watch the kids play. We just haven't been able to do that kind of stuff as much. Um, And then just the looking forward to the holidays. Like this fall has been fun from a fall season, but I really do love um, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so I feel like that afternoon time, it just allows for the regular routines to get back in place, the homework, the putting stuff away, which then speaking to the trickle down effect, it just opens up time and space for us to um, enjoy the holidays. So I'm really most glad that the timing of this is aligning with this other time of year, which gets busy in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so basically you're going to enjoy all the things that right now you aren't able to, but also the season's going to change. Yeah. And, and things will get busy in their own way, but hopefully that means we can say yes to more little things, you know, so we're we're creating space that I know will get filled by the holidays, but the timing feels kind of nice in that way with the, can you imagine how insane it would be if nothing changed and then you added the holidays on top of it? No, I cannot. You can't. And I don't even want to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we did an episode a couple years ago about finding the balance between like nurturing kids talents by encouraging things, but also letting them quit or find their own way. And that was a couple of years ago when your kids have gotten older and then now you've experienced um, some reality. I think a lot of it was theoretical to you at that point, right? Or like theoretical for later because you were only experiencing the time you were in. So has anything changed about how you think about your kids and their talents and like what they're, what you want them to pursue, what you want to encourage now that they're getting older? Yeah, it really has. So I think that episode it was one of the ones we recorded at my parents' house. That's why I have a really strong memory of it. So it was like oh, a, right. a year and a half ago, probably. Um, and we talked about like, we want to encourage our kids in their natural talents and abilities, but sometimes they want to quit or sometimes they want to do something else or sometimes they want to do nothing. And um, I, I do feel like as they get older, I see certain doors closing. And I don't mean that in a fatalistic way, but like we've never been a big team sports family. And that's going to impact the choices my kids have in high school. Realistically, it's not that they can't enjoy tennis or, or soccer or something like that, but it it is more apparent the farther ahead we get, um, that these things do have long-term implications. And I think I've in the past been on a little bit of a high horse about pushing kids into really competitive activities very, very young. And I still for me, that was not the the choice that I wanted to make for my kids and my family, but it's not without implications. Right. right. So I think that becomes more clear. Um, you know, Allegra's 11 and in middle school and there's things I would love. For, I, I'd love for her to try swimming. I, she's really tall. I'd love for her to try basketball and volleyball. And again, I'm not saying she can't, but it is a different picture uh, the older they get. So that's one thing that I'm just kind of realizing. Um, and there's just not, there's not enough time in the world or in my schedule or in the budget to do everything. So there's things like theater and drama that, you know, they did a little summer camp and they had a lot of fun with a play that, you know, it would be great if there was room for that, but I haven't figured it out yet. And the years keep ticking by. I'm, I'm really trying not to be like negative about it, but it's just, it's just a reality. It's on your mind. And yeah, I get it because there, 
There are certain things like baseball or soccer or ballet or I'm trying to think, gymnastics that yeah. are going to be harder and harder and harder to do like at a more competitive or elite level right. the longer kids go without trying. But at the same time, there's so many things they could do Yeah, and they can't do it all. And then when you do one thing, it's at the exclusion of something else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no. Clara was really into gymnastics. I'm glad she got out. Not because I didn't like her doing it. But because I remember thinking, like, if she decides this is what she wants to do, this is it. Yeah. Like, this is what she's going to be doing. And I don't think she had the passion for it enough, you know? So how, like, how is this with your middle, your, yeah, your middle and high school boys? Do you feel like they are, have found their one thing? Do you feel like things they did when they were little have, have carried through to what they're doing now? Or are they still dabbling? And how do you feel about it? They're still dabbling. And I'm totally okay with that. But yeah. that's partly because... None of my kids were the kind of kids who cared enough about the kind of sports where that would matter. Yeah. And the activities they have done, it really hasn't mattered. So Isaac picked up a guitar when he was 16 years old and said, I'm going to learn how to play this guitar. And then he learned he's great. He's a mm -hmm. great guitar player. Um, William picked his up at 14, did the same thing. Like they had never had really formal music lessons. I think they've e they had each taken like piano lessons for six weeks or something mm -hmm. at some point. Um, they just love music. Music has always been something in our house. It's a big thing, but not like in a, just like more of an enjoyment way. Yeah. Um, and going to see concerts and stuff, but like never, it was never something that we did as an activity. Um, Williams decided he's going to swim this year. I mean, he's 16 years old and he's not built like a swimmer either. He's hmm. like a big stocky kid yeah. and he wants to because some friends of his are doing it. And I was like, all right, knock yourself out. Jacob also swam in 10th grade and learned pretty quickly that swimming is really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, but I just, I just don't feel like because it's not part of our family culture to be super into like any one sport, it was, I prefer the way it wound up. Yeah, I guess. Um, but probably if we were the kind of family where we were all into one sport, they would have been more motivated to do that one sport. And so we would have had a very different, I don't know what the lesson is, except maybe let your family culture Yes. Kind of guide. And well, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And when the, the question that's always like the hot button, like parenting article question is, should you let your kids quit? And I think we discussed it back in that episode. And I am still like totally on team. It depends. It depends right. on the kid. It depends on why they signed up for the thing. It depends on who's going to be affected by the quitting, both at home and at the activity. It depends, like you get to decide you're the mom. Um, so I am, I am on the fence about Violet quitting hip hop and I'll have to, I'll have to update you guys on what I decide. She is going, we're recording this on a Wednesday, the last Wednesday in October. She is going this afternoon and she is very open about the fact that she'd like to quit. And I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, okay, we'll, we'll see about that. Right. Um, because the non-committal mom answer. Yeah, this is the, this is one of those cases where, like I said, I'm not sure she'd like anything else better. And I think she benefits from being pushed a little bit. And, and that it's a delicate thing. That's me knowing my own kid, but right. there are other circumstances where I would totally let a kid quit something, especially if it made my life easier. So I don't think we have to be like, kids learn that it's okay to quit if we let them quit five-year-old soccer once. You know what I mean? Right. I, I just think it's so nuanced. And I think um, in that episode, which we'll link up in the show notes, I, I seem to remember we talked about that because it does, it depends on so many different factors. Well, and maybe, and the benefits are there of her moving her body, trying something, being challenged, but that doesn't mean she has to do the same thing twice. Right. It might mean she's a butterfly yeah. and she could try something different that right. would just challenge her in a different way. So I, I really feel like from my experience, there are 
the list of things that your kids will be out. I'm like air quoting mm-hmm. on if they don't start in elementary, like young elementary school is a lot smaller than the menu of things available to them at any time, truly any time of their life. Yeah. I love that. Like I can go join a pickleball league right now. If I want to, I have an invitation. <laughs> I barely know how to hold the paddle. I don't even really know what a pickleball paddle looks like, but a friend of mine was like, Hey, we just put together this women's league. Um, and I'm like, cool. I've always wanted to play a racket sport. I'm 42. Why not? So like this just truly no door is ever really closed. Yeah. It's just sometimes closed in this very narrow way that we like we see culturally. Yes. And as we, because, yeah, as we, we want the scholarships and we want the medals, we want them to be on the travel team and all that, but that's not always a thing. Right. And as we always come back to on this show, at what cost at this point in your motherhood life? Like right. to me, that's kind of the question I've always asked is, is it worth the other kind of things that are affected in my home and family life and mental health and stress level at this point in my life for the chance that someone is going to get a scholarship to college. Right. And exactly. Yeah. So, and I, I think every community is different. There's lots of ways to be really involved in those sports and not go crazy. Um, so it's not, it's not the same in every, in every community. So. Exactly. <sighs> well, have you, do you feel sufficiently unloaded, Sarah? Have I you- mean, by the time this episode drops, I will. It's a weird, it's another one of the space time continuum episodes that we're recording this. We haven't even had Halloween yet. It's my husband's birthday. We got the Taekwondo belt test. So by the time this drops, I am so Zen, you guys. I want to see a bunch of pictures of you on Instagram, just like laying on the floor. <laughs> I don't even know what covered in something. You know like what it'll be? Around. It'll like, be my kids like rolling around after school because that's what they do. They like <laughs> wrestle like puppies. They make huge yep. messes. Within two weeks, I'm going to be complaining about we're home so much that they trash the house. The piano, They'll be banging on the piano. They'll be playing their guitars. They'll be like, making forts and I will be happy because that really is like, that's the after school life that I really truly enjoy. Um, I'll be listening to a podcast and making dinner and, um, and then, you know, when January comes around and we all have that like new year energy, I'll probably sign us up for a few more things, but I think I will be wiser. I really do. I love it. Well, this has been a really great episode. I've loved hearing about this because I've only heard about it in like little trickles, like, yeah, little, like complainy, little complainy, little complainy <laughs> um, So it was good for me to hear it too. And I'm excited for you moving into this new phase. Uh, before we go, a reminder to everyone that if you're interested in starting a podcast of your own, check out our sponsor, Messy.fm. You won't believe how easy it is to record, edit, publish, and distribute your podcast right from your web browser for free. Get started at themomhour.com slash messy. Yes, definitely check out Messy. And then also, since it is November and this is a month of much gratitude, we thought we would replace our usual cue it up segment um, with talking about some of the people and businesses who help us make the show because we are really so grateful for them. So first up today, I want to give a shout out to Kelsey, who's our sponsorship coordinator on the Mom Hour, and she also helps behind the scenes with projects on the Life Listen side of our business. Kelsey came to us. She landed landed in our laps (laughs) figuratively in, I think it was early 2018 as an intern. And she was wanting to add some skills to her resume while she was home with three little kids. And then not long after that was kind of formally added to our team part-time. She helps a ton with keeping us organized with our sponsor relationships and keeping track of all of those details, which is a huge, huge, huge job. Thank you, Kelsey, that she does in several hours a week from home while she's got little kids. And we also love, uh, we love that because we have been there, um, put, you know, cobbling work together in that phase of life. Um, one of my favorite things about Kelsey is that she's kind of like you, Megan, in that things don't really phase her in the way that 
things stress me out. So she takes like the pace of our business and the fact that it's constantly changing really in stride. And I think that's because she had three kids in two years, including a set of twins. So she is well equipped for that kind of chaos. So Thanks to Kelsey for all that you bring to our team and listeners. You guys can just know that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and it's not just Megan and me. So we're looking forward to kind of officially thanking and uh, shining the light on some of those people and businesses this month of November. Yes. Thank you, Kelsey. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody on our team that we're going to continue to thank all this month. Yes. And if you stick around to the very end of the show, after our closing music, you'll actually hear a little conversation I had with Kelsey. I uh, pushed her out of her comfort zone a little bit and asked her to join me on the mic so you'll get to know her a little bit more. Okay, everybody, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, you can always get in touch with us by emailing hello at themomhour.com. And Sarah's back on Friday of this week with our November Voices episode. It is a conversation with a child psychologist, and you're not going to want to miss it. We'll talk to you then. Hey, Kelsey, you're on the mic with me. This is Kelsey Moody, everybody. Say hey, Kelsey. Hi. So um, Kelsey, I'm putting you in the hot seat and I wanted you to tell everybody a little bit about your family. So tell me where you live and how old your kids are. I live in North Central West Virginia, just outside of Morgantown. And I have three kids. They're ages six is my oldest, Evan. And I have twins that are four, Audrey and Owen. Okay, so for West Coast people like me, West Virginia is like, I hate to admit it, like kind of a nebulous place. So when I first met you, tell me like you drive to another big city in another state, like to go to your target and stuff, right? We're talking very rural. Well, yeah, it's still in West Virginia and it's a big city in that it's like 40,000. <laughs> but don't you drive so, to Pittsburgh? That, don't you go to Pittsburgh for some things? I go to Pittsburgh for some things, which is two hours away. That's a, that's our city. It's okay. a big city for us. But then Morgantown is where our target is and grocery shopping. And that's about 40 minutes away. Well, I love seeing your Instagram pictures of your beautiful, like sprawling backyard. And you know what it's like out here where I am. So very different. Yep. Um, very different. <laughs> well, here on the mom hour, uh, Megan and I already sang your praises at the end of the episode. People heard that. And we, we talked about how you're our sponsorship coordinator, but maybe explain a little bit more about what that means, what you do on a day-to-day basis for the mom hour. Um, I help you guys organize all of the sponsors and make sure that the things are ready and in place for you guys to be able to record your ads for the episodes. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Um, It's a lot more moving paper around behind the scenes than probably listeners realize. Um, There's a lot of moving parts. And when we sit down to record our sponsored segments, we need to know what to say. We need to know what the promo code is, if the promo code has changed since last time, um, all kinds of stuff like that. So it is a ton of a uh, ton of moving parts and you help us stay organized, including scrambling around last minute, you know, <laughs> trying to remember what that FabFitFun product was that we loved so much and all of that kind of stuff. So we love it. And then you also get pulled in on all kinds of other fun, fun projects for the yes, mom hour. Random projects. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is, what is something that you have learned about podcasting or that surprised you about podcasting now working behind the scenes that maybe a couple of years ago you wouldn't have known? Yeah, I'll be totally honest because I didn't know how much went into podcasting before I started working for you guys. Um, Obviously, I knew that it was some sort of time commitment, but I kind of just thought it was just like a week to week, an hour episode. Mm -hmm. So that's what it goes into it. But it's literally like you guys definitely have a full time job prepping for everything and selling ads and all that, making sure that everything's in place. So 
I, I didn't, I underestimated how much goes into it. I mean, we probably did too. Um, and for any, <laughs> for any new podcasters out there, I think when you're first starting out, it really could be a couple of hours a week. And the more our show's grown, the more our obligations have grown. And so there's some, some of that has happened gradually, but even, even if you're just starting out and have a very simple show, someone's got to do basic edits and put it up out into podcast land. And so you also, you help with our show notes, which is the blog post that goes along with every episode. Um, and it's, it's not a whole lot of work, but it's something that happens every single time we publish an episode. And so you help with that mm-hmm. as well. Um, well, as you mentioned, you are a mom of three little kids, six and four-year-old twins. And when you started working for us, it was almost two years ago, right? Like going right, on yeah. two years. Um, so just talk briefly about transitioning from three little kids at home all the time to what I've seen you become, which is really like an elementary school mom the last couple of years. Are you seeing the light a little bit? Yes. And crazily, I feel I was looking forward to all summer. I'm going to have all three kids in school and I'm going to have so much time on my hands, all the Netflix I'm going to (laughs) watch, but I've been so busy because I put off you know, eye appointments, all kind. my dermatologist appointment, every appointment yeah. that I could possibly imagine, I put it off for so many years and I've been taking care of myself, which is, I mean, it's nice. Good. I didn't get to do that as much. So, but yes, I have jumped into the elementary school mom and been um, part of our, it's a, our booster club, it's our PTA, mm-hmm. but doing that and helping with the library and your footsteps. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> but it has been fun. <laughs> Yeah, it is a fun time. And I think you will start to see the light a little bit more. Your twins are still in more of a pre-K program, right? Right. So you still, yeah. And so it will. And also I think those very first couple elementary school years just have, there's more, there's more parties, there's more like classroom volunteering. So I don't know, I'm not going to say it it won't ever lighten up, but I think you're still, you've still got one foot in those preschool years, which definitely keeps you busy. Right. we right. are so thankful that your days have continued to allow for a couple of hours of work and helping us out on the show. And we just love having you on our team. So thank you so much for being willing to uh, say hello to the listeners today. No problem. I enjoyed it. 